0: Following Jesus is not easy. Jesus says that we will have trials, persecutions, and hard situations because of the world we live in. God does not promise us an easy life, but what He does, He promises, he promises us that He will be with us. In this episode, we'll look at the truth in Romans 8, 31-39. I hope we see how the truth of God's sovereignty intersects our everyday lives. I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. Paul is writing to the church at Rome. He's trying to help them figure out how to follow Jesus. Up to this point in the book, he's thrown down some deep theological truths. To sum up what Paul has said so far, God is sovereign and has sent his only son Jesus to fix our sin problem. All we have to do is trust in the person and work of Jesus. But in this section, Paul changes gears just a little bit. The Romans are facing persecution. So Paul builds on the foundational truth of God's sovereignty to give his readers hope and assurance. Listen to what he says in chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Paul continues. No one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Paul asks. Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or are destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Verse 36, as the scripture says, for, every, for your sake, we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. 37, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us. Paul says that he's convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. In verses 31 and 32, we see God's providential care for his people. Paul starts this section by asking two questions. What can we say about such wonderful things as these? And if God is for us, who can ever be against us? What are the wonderful things as these that Paul's talking about? I think it's the truths that he's been focusing on from chapter one, verse, chapter 1, verse 1 until now. He's been explaining some deep theological truths that relate to our salvation by faith alone. But he also has emphasized God's sovereignty, and he, he sent his son Jesus to fix our sin problem. Now, Paul is trying to show that this truth doesn't just relate to our salvation, God is in control, and he's greater than our sin and anything else that the world throws at you. To sum up these first two verses, God is on your side, and God gave his son up to pay the penalty of your sin. Here's another verse that helps us capture that. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 8. God has paid off your biggest debt by giving up his son. So he is going to try to keep you and grow you. He's invested in you and wants to see results from that investment. The second truth we see in this section is found in verses 33 and 34. Believers can and believers have eternal security. Remember how chapter 8 started? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Paul right here is re-emphasizing that point. Because of the work of Jesus on the cross and our faith in him, we've been set free. We've been declared not guilty. The sentence has been served by Jesus. So the world, the devil, even ourselves, can no long, they no longer have a case against us. Jesus has declared us and proclaimed that we're in right standing with God. And no one or no thing can ever change that. Our salvation is secure because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. The third truth that we see in these verses is in verses 35 and 37. In Christ, or because of Christ, we are winners. We are more than conquerors. Jesus is greater than our biggest problem, which is sin, but he's also greater than all the other problems and hardships that the world throws at us. Listen to what he says in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. The early church in Paul was facing all these different kind of hardships. Paul acknowledged these big opponents that they faced, but he also reminds them that Jesus is greater than the problems. Believers, you and I we can hope in the we can have hope in the face of anything and everything. Because of these truths, I hope that you and I can say what Paul says in verse 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can declare that if we believe and if we understand the truth of God's providential care for his people. If we believe that our future is secure because of the person and work of Jesus Christ, and if we believe that in spite of the suffering and the trials that we face, we will win because Jesus has already conquered everything. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.